Welcome to the Be Electric podcast, the show highlighting organizations and nonprofits doing good right here in West Michigan. Hello, everyone. My name is Garrett Vierink. I'm the marketing director here for Beist Electric. Thank you for joining us on the Be Electric podcast. And today we are joined by Lisa Carter from Hugs Ranch. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, Lisa, you uh, own a nonprofit here in Byron Center called Hugs Ranch. First off, uh, I know what it is. You know what it is. But tell our audience a little bit about what, what Hugs Ranch is and what it does. We work with children that struggle with social, emotional, and mental health. We're a faith-based organization, and we utilize horses to reach out to the children that are struggling and the families. Okay. So how does that that look? What's that process like? Well, you know, a lot of times when kids are going through a really hard time, or maybe they have a diagnosis that they've had since they were from birth, what happens is they begin to shut down. Well, we utilize the horses to help get them to open up and share. So we'll um, have them do different challenges on the horses, riding forwards, backwards, bareback, hanging over them, um, doing different challenges that they're kind of scared to do. But what it does is it builds their self-esteem, their self-worth. And it's a relationship building thing. And that's what our key is with God being the center of it all. Okay. So um, you had mentioned, you know, kids who have uh, different disabilities or different things they're going through. What does that exactly look like? Do you deal with a specific uh, population or? It's a a wide range. Um, Kids that struggle with mental health or social and emotional. We do have some with physical, but it's more on the mental aspect. Kids that struggle with anxiety, depression, suicidal, eating disorders, um, okay. even kids with autism, Asperger's, um, anything in that spectrum. And what it all does is we don't really turn anybody away. It might be someone with a chromosome disorder or okay. whatever that might be that makes them begin to shut down or struggle with relationships and um, reaching out and having friendships. And what we want to do is reach out to them show them that they're not alone and mm-hmm. have it be a safe place where they, they can share what their struggles are. And they can relate with the horses, too, because we have horses that struggle with anxiety or, okay. you know, depression and won't eat. Like mm-hmm. if they're, the kids don't come and then they quit eating or, oh, you know, really? different things like that, that we can, you know, do the similarities between what horses go through and what our fears are as people. Okay, so we very interesting. That. So tell me a little bit about the ranch. How did you guys start? Well, I had gone through a really hard time in my life, and um, my children were really struggling. And years before that, a couple years before that, one of my riding students' parents gave me the book Hope Rising, which is about um, a ranch in Bend, Oregon, and it does what we do now. And my daughter was, I gave her the book because she was really struggling. She's like, Mom, we can do this. Mm. And I was working three, four jobs and raising a two, six, and an eight-year-old on my own. And um, I was going to lose the farm. And my daughter had read the book. And I had really prayed that if we were able to stay living at the farm, we would use it to his glory. And so we were able to stay living at the farm. So it was like, okay, we have to use it to God's glory. And... um, my daughter then read that book a couple times, like, Mom, we can do this. And so I was like, okay, here we go. Okay. Didn't know what that looked like or what that would be, but we started with two horses and two children to now 16 horses and servicing over 500 children wow. in spring, summer, and fall. Okay. And so how long ago did you start that? We started in 2006. Okay. 
So that's quite the growth in the past, you know, 10, 12 years. Yeah, it, it grew faster than I would have ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in that in that growth, I, I guess walk me through, you know, the, the ups and downs. You know, what was, I guess, what was good about, you know, from 2006 until now, what's been really working? Well, you know, the key is God is our leader, okay. um, and we have kept that. We have had yeah. we don't get any funding through the government or anything, and we've had people come and say, "Well, if you take faith out of it, you could get more funding." Mm -hmm. um, but no, I I will not do that because I know we're only there because of God, okay. and He leads us and guides us. And the neat thing is the relationships that are built between our mentors who are eighteen and older, our wranglers who are thirteen to seventeen, and then the child. Mm -hmm. but then also the parents or the guardians as well. Okay. So you see this relationship building with this full circle and even our volunteers that struggle with social and emotional things, mm -hmm. they are able to see other kids that are going through the same thing and it helps them heal. Okay. Or even a mentor who maybe as a child had an eating disorder mm -hmm. or was sexually abused or went through trauma. Okay. They are able to reach out then to children that are in that same situation that they were and it gives the children hope okay and by utilizing the horses like if kids have anger from whatever they've gone through mm -hmm. and they come to the ranch and they're angry well how are the horses responding you know mm -hmm. what this might be why you are not making friends at school and if okay. you act like this let's look at how the horse is responding so, and they can see that and you know they begin to learn that oh you know maybe that's why I'm not making friends or to even watch the horses in the pasture, how they're fighting amongst themselves. And mm -hmm. what do you think that makes them feel like the one that's being kind of picked on and and the other one, you know, maybe they were the bully or maybe they're the one being bullied. So how do you get them to open up and talk by watching and looking at the horses just in the pasture? That's fascinating. That's, you know, you, you mentioned the term full circle, right? So there's these children who come to, in, interact with the horses but then there's the mentors that are getting just the it's, just as much yeah. you know from this this growth process um i guess you you said you had 16 horses um all shapes sizes oh, yeah okay so do you do you like match a horse with different kids or i guess is they kind of pick their own or yeah you know it, that's the really neat thing we do let them pick their own okay um and i have had a couple situations where one of our ponies has is not very patient okay. and um doesn't <laughs> stand still very well with a a, a little boy with autism that okay. doesn't you know has no patience and is on the go sure. and the mentor looked at me and was like yeah should we use this horse or not and i'm like yeah you know what let's go for it i'll keep praying and i'll watch out okay well to this day that pony was the calmest it ever has been and i've ever seen it with that boy really and the parents um, said that they've never seen that boy as calm as he had, you know, was. Okay. And then whenever he comes to the ranch and he calls him out in the pasture, that pony comes running and it doesn't do it for anyone else. It always really? does it for him. So oh it's God. really neat. We let them pick. Okay. And it's neat how a lot of times they pick one, not knowing, but it's a horse that really is a lot like them. So it's, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's emotion. You know, yeah. they're connected on a, an emotional or maybe even spiritual level, right? You know, that that I don't know. You know, it, there's not is, really a word for there, it. Right? There isn't a word. And it, it's something that I can tell you. Right. And what we what happens there, but to see it and mm -hmm. to actually feel it. People that come to the ranch, they all say they feel the peace and they see it. Mm 
-hmm. even just in the first hour that they come, okay. um, there's there's a difference from when they walk on the ranch to when they leave. Okay, so you guys have been around for 12 years. You're growing, still yes. growing. Still growing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by the grace of God, yes. right? And yeah. um, I guess talk to me a little bit about you know, those are some of the, the positives over the past 12 years. What are what have been some of the challenges? Well, the challenges for me personally is, you know, I want it to be the children can come free of charge. Okay. So we run off from fundraising and donations. So to try fundraise and run the pro, you know, be part of the fundraising and have events and mm -hmm. raise money to having the time for the programs and, you know, advancing our programs and getting certified and doing different, you know, areas, mm -hmm. you know, of therapy. It's hard balancing the two. Sure. So, but that's been the hardest thing for me, I so guess. So you're wearing many hats. We'll say, yeah, it right? is many hats. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe too many at times. Um, so I guess for, so for our audience, right, you know, who maybe want to I guess help out with that financial side. Is there a way that they can they can do that? Um, can they just call you or do it online through the website? Yep, they can do it online through the website. Okay. Um, also on our Facebook page. Uh, the best way is when you don't get the deductions of the fees is a check in the mail. Okay. Um, but yeah, and we're always more than willing to have people come out and have a tour. Okay. So they can you know see the ranch and you know, decide what area they would like their donation to go towards. Okay, so it's not just a flat, you know, blanket check, for example. It's more like maybe they want to help out with uh, this addition, or maybe uh, I know that you had mentioned a skid steer might be needed for, you know, moving the hay around. Yeah. So I guess tell me what those those different avenues of financial use would be going towards. Yeah, we're, we're trying to break it down into three different areas. One okay. would be, you know, grounds and maintenance, okay. and then for the programs. And then the third one would be um, just like a skid steer or whatever we're working towards trying to cut down our hay cost. Okay. And so we want to go to round bales, which would cut, you know, in the long run, our, our cost down. Okay. So that would be another area. So that's as you're growing, you're realizing, you know, you need more hay. Yes. <laughs> you know, to feed the horses. <laughs> that um, is correct. Okay. So that's, okay. So you, the grounds and maintenance and then the programs themselves for the children and then additional equipment purchases. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say there's a listener who maybe has a child right now who's struggling in school or going through something, uh, maybe a divorce in the family or maybe, uh, you know, a bully at school how can they how can they reach out you know this you know equestrian therapy might not be people's first go-to right you know maybe they take them to a doctor or maybe they take them to a psychiatrist which is all you know great options but i guess what uh how can they come or you know how can they learn more about what equestrian therapy really looks like yeah, what we really recommend is for them to come out for a tour okay. and to, you know, share and walk through the process so they can visually see it. Mm -hmm. But if that isn't possible, you know, going on our website, filling out an application, and then okay. we would call them back. But even the step before that, just calling on the phone, we're more mm -hmm. than willing to share and walk through our different types of programs that we have. Okay. And then um, reaching out to them and seeing where they're at. And, you know, and then I can share or whoever's in the office can share experiences of children that maybe have come through the program that struggled with similar things like that. Okay. 
and you say programs, so are there different programs at Hugs Ranch? Yeah, there are. We have a couple different programs. One is a one-on-one session, okay. and then there's the group session that we will, where we see a lot of kids struggling, and we have over the past couple years is anxiety and depression. Okay. So then what we do is we have group therapy that they do their one-on-one with the horse like they normally would do, but then I have a licensed therapist come in and work with them as well for an hour. Okay. So that way they're learning to work as in a group and they can see, you know, oh, there are other kids that are struggling with this and it's safe and it's okay to talk about it. Okay. Um, So that's the group. And then we just started something new where, you know, we have kids that, you know, have learning disabilities or maybe can't just go out and get a job and they're at that age where, you know, they, they could go out and get a job, but they don't quite know how to do it and mm. to follow instructions. So we have what we call our working therapy program where they work one-on-one with, a, you know, a mentor okay. and they teach them how to do jobs and follow, you know, you know, a job list of what to do and the okay. safeties involved and stuff with that. So it's just no matter what age, it's, it's you're always learning. You know, we are always learning, yes. It sounds like at the ranch <laughs> there's always something to learn or something to apply. Yeah, and there's no two days the same. <laughs> yeah, it's all different. Okay. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about the parents, because I'm sure that the parents probably are struggling a little bit in certain areas, or uh, maybe they hurt too. And you know, to see their children going through this or to going through this difficult time, when they come to the ranch and they've seen how one-on-one is going. What's the, I guess, what's the look on their faces? Do they light up? I mean, can you really, can you see that? Oh, you can. When they come on the ranch, you can see and feel the heaviness and they don't really want to share what they're going through because mm. first, sometimes they're ashamed, but they, they want to be like a regular family and normal. And so they don't really want to put their walls down. And then we have people that are floating around. We have prayer partners um, or you know, even any of the mentors or myself sharing a little bit of our journey. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, you get it. And then you can see the walls go down in their face. Mm -hmm. And then even when they see their child coming out of the barn with their horse, with a smile on their face, and you see your tears of joy just rolling down their face and they're telling you, I haven't seen my daughter smile in two years. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it's heart wrenching. You know, it's, it, you get, you're so excited and you're so hurt what they have gone through, Mm. but it's just, you do see it. And even amongst the parents themselves as they're sitting in the parent area and they, they start out, they're quiet, they don't share. And then when they see their child come out and they, and what their child is doing, what they haven't been, you know, been able to do. And they see the smiles and they start communicating amongst themselves. Mm. And a lot of times they leave the ranch, you know, starting another support group along mm. away from the ranch because okay. they felt that you know y- unity and right. comfort so they it's 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 a place where you know the whole family can come and rebuild or you know take a break from something or take their mind off something and i think it's really interesting that you know the parent area that you called it and is something that the parents themselves can build from and have a small group or be able to reach out to another mom or dad who's going through something similar. It's pretty, it's incredible. It is. And you know, God led it all. And so that's, what's the neat thing, you know, and when I say, you know, the parent area, we also have sibling area. Okay. So that the siblings, um, 
are with a mentor. They might not be in the horse therapy because what happens a lot of times is you will have a child that's struggling Mm -hmm. and the parents, and and I did it myself, you react to the one that's really struggling, but the one that's doing really good gets kind of pushed aside, not meaning to do that. And you go to appointments and there they sit. So we have a special program for them. So they're involved and they, you know, have horses that they can groom and goats and pigs. And um, then they, they have their area so that the parents can actually and guardians be completely free to just relax kind of take that breath and have and... respite time okay. yeah so you had mentioned that hugs ranch you were hoping doesn't have a cost is that still the case is it still privately funded or through donations it's all fundraising and um, okay. donations we do have a suggested donation when they come but it's okay. not required okay and you said that the I guess the classes happen in spring, summer, fall. You know, we're talking here in the middle of winter. Yeah. So there's there's not anything happening right now. No, actually, we were blessed with an indoor riding arena last okay. year. Okay. And so um, this year we we are able to do some sessions. So okay. we're figuring out what that's going to look like. Okay. So by 2020, the winter of 2020, it will look completely different. We're okay. working on that right now. So that's part of the growth plan. It is part of the growth <laughs> plan. So right now what it is is a lot of the session children that came, mm-hmm. we have what we call pop-up sessions. So okay. like you said, the little boy or girl that's in school and all of a sudden is just things are just not going really well and for them to even come to the ranch and see their horse and Mm. you know have a session to help get them through to the next step okay Um, so that's what we're doing right now okay very cool so as you know 2020 is coming along are there immediate needs that you have for that spring you know for upcoming spring is there you know, for people who are listening or watching, what are some of those immediate needs? Some of the immediate needs for like actual at the ranch, you know, the kids paint. Okay. Um, so um, water-based paint so they can paint on the horses come okay. spring. Fly masks for the horses and fly, you know, fly spray. Wheelbarrows, you know, we, we go through a lot of them with all the wear and tear, but sure. things like that um, or, you know, just even volunteering, coming okay. out, you know, in the spring, coming out and helping us, you know, unwinterize everything sure. and catching up with, you know, the cleanup from the winter is kind of big when you have, you know, 16 horses out there and <laughs> yeah. everything gets covered under the snow for after a while. <laughs> yeah, it uh, hides itself. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um. <laughs> so the snow is good sometimes for some things. <laughs> um, okay. So if people, you know, want to volunteer, they can go to the website. That's probably the best way to get connected with you. Yeah, the website. And then um, our applications for 2020 come out on January 15th. Okay. And they can fill that. And then what we do is we call them back and what area they would like to volunteer in because there's several different areas um, to volunteer. And can you talk a little bit more about the the different volunteering areas. Yep, we have just our general volunteer that would help maybe with weeding and planting flowers and keeping that all up to date to a mentor who is 18 and older that will work one-on-one with a child. Okay. Or a wrangler who is 13 to 17 and they assist the wrangler. Okay. um, I mean the mentor. And then um, we have office help that is needed. Um, Board of directors is always, you know, a need. Um, so there's lots of different areas. Um, a lot of our feeding we have from in-house, you know, we get a lot of calls that people want to come in and do feed the horses, but 
our horses are older and so we like to have the continuity. Mm. We do take on volunteers to help assist the person, you know, that we have hired to feed. Okay. So you guys have do have staff on the ranch? Yeah, we do have some staff. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, over the years we had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. The consistency aspect of 16 horses is probably pretty vital. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like there's a lot of different programs that are happening you know, through spring, summer, fall, and then 2020, and even in the winter, you guys will be all year round. So first off, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, maybe as you think about over the past years, um, a success story, you know, do you have someone that comes to mind that maybe was really reserved, maybe didn't engage well with others, and then through this process of working with you and your team at Hugs Ranch has blossomed. Do you have a story that you want to share or that you can share? Or? Yeah, there, you know, there are so many, but I will share one that um, will share the journey and how um, she was helped, but now how she's helping others at the ranch. Okay. Her mother called, I believe, five years ago, and she had three girls, um, two that were younger and then one that was a teenager. Okay. And I shared with her what our program was, and she said, well, the two younger ones would be great in the program, but my teenager's at the age where, yeah, no, I don't think so. And I said, oh, mm. I got the best thing for her then. She can come and be a volunteer and work with the horses and groom, clean stalls, and work one-on-one -on -one with someone. And she didn't have any horse knowledge, and we would teach her. Okay. So we started out the journey that way. So she was a wrangler, mm -hmm. and then her two siblings came as session children. Now to progress to up to now, what they struggled with was serious abuse. Um, and now she has gone through the Wrangler program and became a mentor. Okay. And now this summer, it was just, it was like God brought this family that went through the same exact thing that their family went through mm -hmm. so close. And um, she was able to reach out to that child that was at the same you know, age she was, say, yeah, this is how I felt, and this mm -hmm. is how I got here, and these were the struggles I had. And then she even called her mom and said, hey, you know, can you come and speak to the mother? She's really struggling. Mm. So then her mother came back and then the two younger girls came back and they shared all the, you know, where they are now as to um, what they what they learned at the ranch and what they carried on to go on. So mm. it was a successful story as in it. You know, when she started to now, she's able to help someone else who's right. in the same shoes she was. So it's. It's a success succession, right? You yeah. Know, you know, she <laughs> was, it's almost like history repeated itself in a not great way, but in a way that brought these two families together. It did. And then she was able to even heal more because okay. I don't think you're ever completely healed. Right. You know, I think it's a continual process. Mm -hmm. And for her, it was to be able to help someone. It was all worth it to go through what she went through, she said, to be able okay. to help someone else. Wow. So... What a great avenue for these these families, you know, and I guess it's it's probably one of those things where when you go through something traumatic, you might feel alone or on an island or it only happens to you, um, which is not the case, you know. Oh. And so for anyone listening who might be struggling in different avenues, come check out Hugs Ranch, you know, and because there's probably a lot of people who have gone through similar situations or maybe have been touched in different ways by Hugs Ranch and the success that 
you bring and um no that's really great tell me a little bit more about what your hopes are for the next couple years so you have you're going full-time you're full year round um you're going to continue to grow you've only been around for 12 or 13 years now and you've already you know times by what 12 13 (laughs) (laughs) um so your trajectory is very high um i guess talk to me a little bit about your you know five-year plan if or you know what you're really hoping to grow into yeah we're really hoping to grow into you know as our horses are getting older to get to u- utilize the horses in different therapy type sessions so okay. it wouldn't be actually the kids riding and it might even be looking into helping adults as well because what we found you know we have the indoor riding arena we can go year-round but a lot of the kids can't come during the day so how can we utilize the horses mm. moving forward okay. and we have talked about you know reaching out to adults that struggle with anxiety and depression and how we can help them and getting certified in you know different areas to reach out to the community mm. um, to, to make an awareness of mental health that it's okay to talk about yeah. And you're not alone um, because really they say one in three struggle with a mental health issue at wow. some point in time. So we want to reach out and help them. Okay. We want to make more of awareness of mental health. And we really want to reach out and help those that really have gone and sought out medical help. And then they've been released from the hospital. Then what? Mm-hmm. Where do they go? We don't want them to feel alone. We want them to have a place to go and a, a job and a purpose and a reason mm-hmm. to continue. Yeah, that continuation. To help healing. Okay. So you, you had mentioned licensing. Um, so do you guys have licenses through the state for different you know programs? Or? No. We, right now, we strictly one, we're faith-based. Okay. So it's sharing the love of Jesus, and that is our focus. Okay. And we will keep that as our focus, but we would like to, we don't have any licensed therapists or anything on the property, but we would like to go. There's different avenues of what you can get certified in and different oh, okay. qualifications, and we would like to get a, some of that on board. Okay. That's something you want to grow into. Yeah. Do you... Are, are the horses getting to a certain age or are they, you know, getting too old? Do you guys need new horses? I guess what's that process look like? Yeah, you know, the horses are all donated or, okay. you know, they were unwanted and we rescued them. Okay. Um, so they have a journey all of themselves. Mm. And so a lot of times, yep, they are older, but they're great for us because they've kind of been there, done that. Sure. And um, we have some that are like 34 years old. Oh, wow. And so we take okay. very... I think we take very good care of them yeah. um, and they keep going. Now we have some that are, I think two of them that are to the point that we have weight limits on them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we take, t- our focus is we really want to take care of the horses as well as the right. children and families. And so these, a lot of these horses are in retirement age, Okay. but they are all utilize, you know, we utilize all of them yet. So if you can't have them ride, there's so much for a child or even an adult to lead a horse. Mm-hmm say this 40 pound child to leave this 1200 pound horse, what does it make them feel like? Mm. And what do we all need? We all need self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, and that horse gives that to them. Mm. Um, So they're all, even when they can't be ridden, they are still utilized for therapy in our programs. All shapes, sizes, ages. All shapes, sizes, ages. (laughs) And it's so great because you can share that with the kids. God loves us all, just like Mm. he made all the horses, different shapes, sizes, you know. Always learning. Yeah. (laughs) I'm learning so much. You know, I can't imagine what being on the ranch is like. So, um, 
Lisa, we I guess we you know want to kind of open up on, um, I guess some of the therapy. We talked a little bit about the therapy programs, but uh, the support groups and, and prayer partners um, was something you know you you say you're uh, you know faith based and God is a big part of that. So I guess talk to me a little bit more about those support groups and prayer partners and how people can get plugged into that aspect. Yeah, we really, are, that is our goal moving forward too, to get more churches involved in prayer partners. Okay. We would like to, you know, get an email started in 2020 with people that would be willing to be prayer partners with us. Okay. Um, and we do have prayer meetings once a month that anybody's welcome to come to. Okay. And we also encourage um, people to come and float around the ranch and pray over the ranch and pray for the families that are there. Um, if they're open and willing, you know, to be part of that. Um, but the key would be to give us a call. Um, and we would love to go out and speak at more churches and share what we do. Okay. And ask them to be, you know, be willing to be prayer partners with us. Because mental health is really on the rise. And there mm -hmm. are so many teens and children that are struggling that if we can help, help them before they get to the point where you really do see a lot of suicide now, mm -hmm. we want to reach them before they get to that point. And right. we want to give them hope before they get there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really for us at the ranch, it, it can get heavy and it can, you need to be uplifted and you need those prayer partners to keep you going when you right. get in those tough situations like that. Yeah. You deal with, you know, a lot of different emotions and yeah. situations and history. Um, that can be heavy. You know, that's, sure it's a burden you know for for you and maybe even some of the mentors because i'm sure you want to just help and, and fix and lift them up yourselves but you know you only have two arms and right. you, know, you can only carry so much so um yeah so if there's any churches listening that uh want to connect with lisa and just say we'd love to partner with you or come speak at our church um you're available to travel i'm assuming to yeah. different areas around yeah. here and um, no, I think that's a, a good avenue to educate, you know, the population both on mental health and steps to not necessarily fix, but help, you know, the, the path or the journey through, you know, equestrian therapy. So I think that's really great. Um, lastly, I guess, tell me a little bit more, um, about, I guess, about yourself. You know, we talked a little bit about your journey and in and how you started here but you know what what keeps you going you know you had said prayer partners and you know your faith i'm assuming and um but i'm sure it's tough some days you know i'm sure it's challenging so t tell me a little bit about that it i will admit it is challenging like i said earlier you know you wear multiple hats mm -hmm. and then being a single mom thrown in there and trying to make ends meet I did go through times where it's like, how can I keep going? Mm. And I can remember clearly in the year 2016, um, it was in August, that I was exhausted. It was the end of the, our summer program, and I was so exhausted. You get to the point I couldn't, like, my bones hurt to even just lay there. Mm. And I thought, how can I go on? And I really prayed and was like, okay, God, you got to, do I quit? Do I keep going? And two days later, the tornado that came through Byron Center, um, I call it a tornado, maybe call it something different, but it came through Byron Center and it wiped out like 
eight large trees and our like goat barn was knocked off its foundation and we were in the basement and my daughter looked out the window and when it was all said and done she said the goat barn is gone and and I'm like thinking she's joking right (laughs) no I go look and I couldn't I was so exhausted at that point already. And then to look at that, I couldn't even have any emotion. I couldn't cry. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. It was like, you got to be kidding me. I can't do this. I can't go on. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, it's God telling me that I'm supposed to quit. I'm like, how do I even know how to quit? (laughs) And then the community came and the little kids came with their piggy banks. Oh, Miss Lisa, you got to keep going. And so many people from the community came. And and that's what keeps me going. And, mm. and knowing I was one of those mothers with those ki- you know, kids that are really struggling. And I, I know what it feels like to look for a place for your kids to go to have safe mm-hmm. and be able to open up or, you know, so I know what that feels like, and I know there's so many out there that are struggling that I want to be able to give them hope when I know exactly what they feel like, and, mm-hmm. I, can, and I can't quit on them. It's, it's something that God has given me, and I can't tell you that I was gifted to do this kind of work, but I keep trusting God, and He keeps leading me, so I okay. keep following. That's, that's absolutely incredible. Well, Lisa, thank you for coming today and sharing about Hugs Ranch. I've learned a lot. I hope our, our listeners have too. I think it's just, you know, first off, I need to get down there. Can yeah. you know, make a visit, <laughs> take a walk through. Um, but yeah, also, you know, pray about how, you know, we can support, you know, it sounds like the community is, is there for you and, and they know who you are, but as you continue to grow and more and more people know who you are, how do we continue to support you? You know, how do we as a community continue to uh, either financially or with our time, support Hugs Ranch so they can continue to support uh, these kids and these individuals. So I guess that's, you know, our call to action, right? You know, if, yeah. if, if you feel called and, and compelled to, to donate, contact Lisa or go to Hugs Ranch's uh, website and you can find out more information there. Uh, Lisa, at this point of the podcast, what we do is we, we open up to you. We open up the floor for you to talk directly to our listeners and say anything that you want, um, talk about anything that you want, and really, I guess, drive the message home. So the floor is yours. Okay. Well, you know what? What I can say is you have to really come and see it, and you have to feel it. I can talk, and I can share. But until you're at the ranch, and you see even the volunteers go through a healing process, and you see the children going through the healing process and the parents and the guardians helping each other mm. and full circle coming back um, and hearing their journeys and them coming back years later and saying, we kept the crafts that we did while we were at the ranch or the cards. We have a ministry that is, we, they each get a card every week. They ride on horseback to the mailbox and they get that card. And when kids come back and they share, we still have our cards. We have all, however many cards, they saved them all and they all made a difference. Um, So it's, there's so many areas that so many people can help in. Um, And for us to be able to continue, we really need the support of the community, both financially, prayer partners, you know, and volunteer, physical volunteer work. 
males, we really, you know, strong males for, you know, grounds and maintenance. We really could use help in that area. But the key that I would want to leave with everyone is it, you have to see it and you have to be able to feel it um, is something that words can't even really describe. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. Thank you. It was a blessing. Does your organization help others here in Michigan? We would love to hear from you. Let's chat about how Beist Electric can help highlight your story and the good you're doing. Contact us by visiting www.beistelectric.com backslash podcast. Subscribe and rate your listening experience so we can continue sharing the good work of organizations and nonprofits. You can find this podcast on all major streaming platforms and on our website. Thanks for listening and join us next time on the Be Electric podcast. In everything, be electric. Thank you.